friends, uh, this is Pastor Terrence Williams, and this is the Cutting Edge podcast uh, of Simple Truth Radio. And uh, it's been a while since I've been with you. We've had had certain things come up between my schedule, uh, my producer's schedule, uh, just hadn't been able to get it together. And so here it is tonight, uh, November 1st. 2023 and we are uh back uh doing another podcast so let me do my uh spiel and also uh want to tell you if you're on tonight to go ahead and share uh this uh podcast uh so that more people can hear uh what's being said um but let me go ahead and do my normal uh spiel uh welcome again to the Cutting Edge Podcast. Uh, we're streaming live tonight on Facebook, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So again, please like and share this live stream so that more of the Facebook audience can access this podcast. Uh, and also, uh, if you're on those uh, streams, uh, whether it be Google, Apple, or Spotify, uh, you can uh, you can listen to this as a, at a later date. Uh, Again, this is the Cutting Edge Podcast. Hebrews 4 verse 12 declares that this, the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit, bone and marrow, down to the thoughts and intents of the heart. Uh, This podcast is aimed at viewing our culture and the events in our culture through the lens of scripture, through a biblical worldview. Uh, that's becoming uh, more and more and more important. It's something that I feel like uh, I'm saying it ad nauseum. I'm, I'm, I'm just on repeat when I talk about a biblical worldview because it's so vitally important how you view things going on in our world. Uh, things that are going on are increasingly deceptive. Uh, things are coming from all different directions. Uh, in all areas, in entertainment, and obviously in the world, what's going on in Israel right now, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on uh, with China, uh, possibly uh, approaching Taiwan, Uh, just lots of things going on in the government, lots of things going on financially. Uh, It's just things are coming everywhere, and not to mention, obviously, the spiritual attacks that we always undergo as believers. So uh, a biblical worldview is of vital importance. You must view things through the lens of scripture. We, you must know scripture enough so that you can discern what's going on and see things correctly and not walk in fear, not be uh, held captive uh, by uh, thought pat things that are, that are, that are in the culture, uh, ways of thinking, ideologies, opinions, things that are ungodly. Uh, and going to church, just going to church does not guarantee that you'll think rightly uh, about everything. You must dig in your word. If I can't, if I said that once, I've said it a thousand, a million times. It's very important. And so uh, let me continue. Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and 17 declares that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That is the power of the scripture, that it is to equip you 
uh, for everything. Uh, there's nothing going on in the world that there's not an answer in the word of God for you. Uh, so I'm committed. I'm committed to having discussions and inviting guests to discuss cultural topics and events. Uh, we must, as pastors and leaders, we must make ourselves available for all discussion topics, lest we leave our people prey to the ideologies and indoctrinations of the world. This is the goal and this is the mission of the Cutting Edge podcast. And so, again, welcome Welcome tonight, those of you guys who are listening. Welcome to the podcast tonight. Um, tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, I'm going to talk about politics. Um, this is my politics podcast, probably the only one I'll have this year. Obviously, uh, we have an election coming up uh, in less than a week, uh, November seventh, and so uh, I'm going to talk about politics tonight. Uh, that dirty word that many Christians and especially pastors in many, many churches do not ever like to discuss. Uh, it's just one of those subjects that we would just rather leave alone. But again, if we're going to operate with a biblical worldview, uh, what is a worldview? A view, a worldview is how we view the world. Things that are going on politically are things that are in the world. We are, Jesus said that you're in the world but you're not of the world. We're in the world. We're still in it. We operate in it and we are affected by the things that are in it. Uh, and we can't afford to, uh, not, uh, not be uh, astute of things that are going on, not be, uh, do what we can to affect change in those things. And one of the things that we've been given in this country is a vote. Uh, we've been given a voice. Uh, many people in other countries do not have the right that we have been given as Americans to uh, cast our vote, uh, to, to vote for those who we feel would represent us uh, in, in the best fashion. So, again, you know, worldview is important. Pastors, you guys are thought leaders. You guys are cultural culture builders. Uh, we must take that seriously. Uh, the people that sit in our, our congregations every week, um, we have the we have the ability uh, to imprint on them uh, the word of God to to give them the perspective uh, that the word of God uh, supports uh, the kingdom that we promote. The kingdom that we represent is countercultural to the surrounding world, to the surrounding world's cultural mindset. We must be diametrically opposed to the things that are going on in the world. When people step into our churches, when people step into our presence as Christians, there should be a difference. We should not be. And this, you know, I don't, I'm going to get off on a little rabbit trail here, uh, a little quick one. We should not be doing everything we can to be like the world. We should be doing everything we can to be more like Jesus, which will make us different than the world. And so. Uh, whether it be at your church, be it your 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 personal walk, uh, how you are at your job, how you are with your family, everywhere you go, you are an ambassador. Everywhere you go, you are a representative of Jesus Christ, and you are not like the world. You've been born again. So I just want to uh, encourage you. I want to challenge you to to adopt that mindset that we our thought leaders, just as the world is working hard to indoctrinate us 
We have the same ability to indoctrinate them. We have the same ability to speak forth the things of Scripture, to speak forth the truths of the Bible, the things that are Holy Spirit inspired. We have the ability to speak those things and we must use our voice. So there's my there's my rabbit trail for that. I am talking about politics tonight. So what is what is politics? Politics or policies, their laws and their statutes. Again, politics has become a, a dirty word, uh, something that Christians, something that churches, uh, quite frankly, don't want to touch. And the fact of the matter is policies, laws and statutes, they affect our very lives. Uh, it is important for us to realize that we have a voice in that. Uh, in our particular government, we have the ability to elect people who will stand for the things that uh, are important for are important to us. To say you're uninvolved, to say you're against speaking concerning political matters, is to be indifferent to matters that affect the members of your family, the members of your neighborhood, the members of your church. Uh, we can't afford to, to be indifferent. We can't afford to sit idly by, not anymore. Uh, hell's agenda is being rapidly and forcefully uh, pushed upon us. And we must, as the body of Christ, realize that we are the resisting force in the earth. Light is here to expose darkness. Uh, light is here to show the way. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus said that you're the salt of the earth. Salt affects things. Salt seasons things. You know, we're not we're not just here to fade into the woodwork. We're here to be the kingdom of God. We're here to speak the words of God and to promote and advance the kingdom of God. So we must not allow the liberal culture. We must not allow them to turn matters of morality and integrity and righteousness into political issues. That's that's the way to back you into a corner and get you into silence. Uh, give me, let me give you an example. Life in the womb, that is not a political matter. That's not something that's just political. That's life in the womb is something that God, God has given. God has given that uh, God. Every person is born in the image of God. Every person is God breathed. So they have a right to live just as we had a right to live. So do they. Abortion is not a, a political matter. It is murder. It is murder of the unborn. Uh, marriage between one man and a woman. That's not a political matter. That's something that God established with the first couple on earth, uh, Adam and Eve. And it was it was to, to promote godly families, to, to have godly offspring. Um, it was a covenant that mirrored uh, Christ's love for the church. So it is not a political issue. These are moral issues. These are issues of righteousness that we can't allow the world to just shoo away and say that, you know, they're they're not uh, they're not important. They're just political. We're ju you're just having a political discussion. No, we're not just having a political discussion. We're, we're talking about things that are issues of righteousness, issues of uh, that uh, that uh, we uh, we use the Bible. We, we get from the Bible to 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 promote. Uh, how about uh, public education and the rights of parents? You have the right 
to know what your child is learning in school. You have the right to speak, to lift up your voice when things that are ungodly are being spoken. Now, I understand many, many children uh, have many, many parents have exercised the right to pull their children from school. And I definitely uh, can't argue with that. Uh, But we must not sit idly by and allow public education just to go uh, however the, the powers that be wanted to go without us lifting our voice. Again, our, our, our vote comes into, the, comes into play in that. Uh, how about border security? Um, the fact that we have 8 million people in the last three years that are in this country illegally uh, crossing into this country that we don't know who they are. Uh, they're not here to be Americans. They're here to promote their way of life. Uh, I believe in uh, lawful immigration, just like they did uh, years ago, starting at Ellis Island. People came here wanting to be American. They came here wanting to uh, to uh, to be a member of this nation and not just promote themselves and and live off the benefits of a nation that is free, that is prosperous. Uh, again, you know that's. Uh, Border security is becoming so much so very important. Just ask the people in New York uh, who considered themselves a sanctuary city. And now they're asking people for not to be not to send any more. We can't take any more. And just the, the our major cities are just becoming more and more and more dangerous, more and more and more decrepit. Um, it's it's really sad to look at. Again, but that's not a that's not a that's not a political issue. That's an issue uh, where uh, even in the Bible, Israel has borders. Uh, Israel had borders. Nations have borders that you just can't can't cross over uh, without. Uh, you just can't cross over illegally, and that's the way it should be. I mean, just make it uh, take it down to your home if someone just crosses your doorstep and and comes in and they said we're going I'm going to live here um, you're not going to let that happen uh, and it shouldn't happen in our nation either uh, and and one more uh, the legalization of banned substances I mean look at look at those things look, look at look at how uh, look at how drugs has uh, has uh, affected people um, look at the the rate of crime that goes up um, with all of those things, um, uh, right now, even the legal, the legal substances, fentanyl that is crossing over the border a lot, a lot with, with a lot of these, uh, immigrants. Um, we just have an ongoing problem that is just going to escalate. And, and, you know, again, our, 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 our votes matter, um, uh, because these issues among many others are vitally important elections, Elections have consequences. Uh, elections matter. Who we elect matters. You know, we've been made to believe that we must be neutral when it comes to the political to political parties. Um, here's two 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 areas, uh, two things that a lot of churches and a lot of pastors use. Some of them use as an excuse. Uh, the 1954 Johnson Amendment. That states that all 501c3 nonprofit organizations are prohibited from endorsing or opposing political candidates. Uh, President Donald Trump in 2017 tried to appeal this provision uh, 
tried to re- tried to repeal the provision, arguing that it restricts the free speech rights of churches and other religious groups. And on May 14, 2017, he signed an executive order to defend the freedom of speech and religion, which eases the restrictions of the Johnson Amendment. But that's one of the one of the excuses that people will use to 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 be silent, uh, and, and to be silent concerning uh, political parties and political candidates. Uh, this Johnson Amendment, that the fact that we are five hundred one c three nonprofit organization that we we benefit from tax exemptions. So therefore, we can't speak. Uh, well, I tend to disagree with that, and I'll speak more of that in a second. Uh, the second thing is there's the fictional separation of church and state, that state that does not appear in the United States Constitution, but the concept is enshrined in the very first freedom guaranteed by the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion. Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black in the 1947 Everson versus Board of Education stated, the First Amendment has erected a wall between church and state, which must be kept high and impregnable. Now, the separation of church and state basically forbids a government to mandate anything onto a church. It, we, we're not going to have a national religion. Basically, it's not to it's not to it's not to it's not for the church to not have a voice in government. It is it prohibits the government for having a having a voice into the church and dictating how the church goes. That's the truth about uh, the the separation of church and state. It was really uh, in a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury uh, Baptist Church Association concerning, and he mentioned, he used the words separation of church and state in that letter, but it is not something uh, in the constitution, it's not something that we can use, that can be used to silence us as Christians. We must be vocal, we must be even more vocal. Uh, part of our great commission to go into the world and preach the gospel, yes, preach the gospel, but we're also there to uh, to baptize to, to 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 disciple the nations, we're there to uh, be like that leaven in those three loaves that we are to integrate ourselves into society. We're not sitting uh, we're not sitting somewhere waiting for Jesus to come. We are active. Uh, we have the we have the ability to be uh, to run for office in this nation. We can we can take our biblical worldview and run for school board. We can run for city council. We can run for senate and for house. Uh, if you're called to do that, do so. Not every calling is a church inside the church calling. It's not a calling to preach just because you're called. You may be called to to be a lawyer. You may be called to be a doctor. You may be called to be a politician. Uh, use the calling and the gifting that God has given you and, and, and do it. Do it with the blessing of God. So we must remember that as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a higher mandate and a higher commission to advance the kingdom and to be the resistance to the evil schemes of the enemy in our nation. We can't allow things like the Johnson Amendment. We can't allow things like the, fict- the fictitious separation of church and state to silence our voice, to make us feel like we can't. 
if your if your tax exemption is more important to you than to be in obedient uh, to Jesus Christ, then then we have a problem there. Um, we have a problem. Uh, tax exemption, uh, you know, basically gives the ch- gives the government uh, an opportunity uh, to have a foothold in your church, in my opinion. Um, that can be argued at another in another podcast uh, at another date. But we are not to allow, you know, we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to, is to preach the gospel and to promote the kingdom, to advance the kingdom. Um, and sometimes that's going to make us run roughshod of, it's going to make us run contrary to society, contrary to culture. And we've got to be okay with that. Uh, our tax exemptions or any government restrictions should not prevent us from standing for truth, for speaking the truth. We must do so. Uh, if we're going to hear well done from Jesus Christ, if we're going to uh, hear that commendation at the end, it's because we've been obedient to him, not because we feared man, not because we feared uh, a government structure. Uh, we must speak the truth in love, but we must speak the truth. We must declare that life in the womb is precious. We must declare that marriage is between one man and one woman. We must declare those things. We must declare that the legalization of a banned substance is banned uh, drugs uh, is, is sin. It's not, it's sin and it's hurtful to people. It's hurtful to society. Uh, all of those things, we must we must communicate those things without without apology, without fear. We also must, as pastors and church members, we must not allow ourselves to be silenced concerning candidates, parties, legislation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, why would you refrain from communicating the differences in the Democratic platform and the Republican platform, or what's being taught in our schools? Um, I'll take a pause here in this moment and just go into this a little bit further. Um, I would challenge every pastor, any of you that's listening, any of you that may listen later on, um, if you're bold enough, one Sunday, why don't you, prior to the election, why don't you put up the party platform of the Democrats and the party platform of the Republicans side by side and let them and let the people see which one is righteous. Now, I'm not saying that all Republicans are righteous. We know that that's not true. And I'm not saying that every Democrat is evil, but the platforms speak for themselves. And we must, we must study these things. We must, uh, as, as Christians, we must promote things that are righteous. Uh, it doesn't matter. We've voted our whole lives. It doesn't matter. The, what, what matters is if we've come, we're, we're coming to a relationship with Jesus Christ, that we must look at things through with new eyes. We must look at things through the lens of scripture and not uh, to our comfort level or not what we've always done or what our family's always done. Or in my case, what my ethnicity leads me to uh, as far as voting Democrat. Um, what's being taught in schools? We would not, uh, we, we're not gonna refrain from communicating the differences in those things. Uh, we're just not going to sit. We can't sit idly by any longer. We've done it long enough. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, Kamala Harris sent a video to many 
many black churches in the state of Virginia when the during the government rate govern the the governor governor's race between Glenn Youngkin and uh, Terry McAuliffe, and she sent a video to these churches urging them, uh, urging their congregational members to vote for the Democratic candidate. Now that would clearly be a a, a violation of the Johnson Amendment. Now, wouldn't it? But the fact of the matter is the liberal left, the Democratic Party, doesn't play by the same rules that we find ourselves shackled by. Um, they had no problem sending a video endorsing Terry McAuliffe and urging everyone on Sunday morning during church, a, play, a, a Kamala Harris speech played on that Sunday morning, urging them to vote for the Democratic candidate. Um, if the liberal left can use their voice, an influence to try to convince voting for certain candidates. Why can't we endorse and promote candidates that seek to further righteous conservative legislation and sound ethical political decisions? Elections matter. And again, you know, I'm probably never you know, of the year to talk about this because it's obviously a touchy subject among many, especially in the church. But the fact of the matter is, um, this is our right as a citizen of this country. And why shouldn't we use that right to promote the thing that we say we we believe in Jesus? Don't we want godly uh, candidates in office? Don't we want godly uh, things in school? Uh, we don't want our children uh, learning some of the filth that's being taught and propagated uh, in schools, um, we are, we're blessed. I live in the county that we live, uh, in the state that we live, that we're not as progressive uh, uh, as other parts of the state. You know, if we can go across the mountain to Charlottesville, Albemarle County, it's a totally different story. If we go up, up to northern uh, Fairfax County to uh, Loudoun County, it's a totally different uh, situation. But you know. Elections matter. Uh, who you who you who you who you vote for matters. Um, school boards. Whoever thought school boards school boards used to be something that no one really thought was all that important. Well, fast for today, school boards are very important. Uh, the stuff that's being taught, the books that are being promoted, uh, the things, the, the ideologies that are taught, whether it be critical race, whether it be the gender ideology stuff. Uh, who you elect the school board has become highly important. Uh, city council, the direction of your city, how your money spent, how your tax money spent. A board of supervisors who runs your who runs your uh, county, who runs your city. Uh, obviously, Senate and House of Representatives. Uh, I'm not just I'm not really even talking about the presidential election. We know that's a big one, but what affects us more? is these local candidates, these small government positions. Um, and so, uh, again, and, and, I, and I'll go ahead and say this, uh, locally here um, in the next six days, you have the opportunity uh, to elect some very godly people, some very good friends of mine. Um, uh, we have, that I know of, we have four school board candidates running in Augusta County, uh, Mike Lawson, uh, Sharon Griffin, Michael Alleman, and um, 
Use the other one. Uh, Paige Hearn. That's four godly candidates that I know that uh, are running, uh, that we can totally uh, flip the school board and we can totally affect uh, things that are coming into our schools, coming into Augusta County schools. Uh, we have Wilson Farber that's running in Stanton for uh, for city council. I mean, uh, those are four. Those are five godly people that I know um, that have answered the call to step into uh, civil service, civic, civic, the civic arena. Again, not every calling is behind a pulpit. Not every calling is in the four walls of a church. Uh, we are to in, in, we are to serve in these positions. We are to uh, go into the world and 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 advance the kingdom of God. Um, these local government positions matter more now than ever. Um, as vitally important as the president of the United States. Um, again, we can't uh, we can't ignore that. And again, I know this isn't the most popular subject. Um, it's not probably in my wheelhouse to talk about, but because this is November and six days from today, uh, we're going to be electing school board members. We're going to be electing House and Senate. Uh, if you don't like the direction of your state, man, we can we can uh, flip the we can flip the House and Senate uh, along with uh, the godly governor, the godly attorney general and the godly uh I mean, Winsome Sears, Jason Mieres, Glenn Youngkin, we can really change some things that were previous administration uh, with our vote. So uh, I'm just encouraging you to do that. So, again, and I'm coming to a close here. Voting, voting matters. I urge you to vote with your Bible open. Vote with your spiritual eyes and ears. Vote listening to his voice. We can't complain about the direction of our cities, our states, and our nation if we choose not to exercise our privilege to affect the direction of our local governments. Next Tuesday, November the 7th is election day. Go vote and go choose the most righteous, godly candidate. Um, that's my advice. Um, it's just important. Um, and again, you know, I know I know uh, politics is a dirty word. I know uh, people try to refrain from it. I know uh, churches that have members that sit on both sides of the aisle. So pastors feel uh, really, uh, really feel uh, a hesitancy to declare, uh, to say anything politically. But again, I would challenge you to put up the platforms um, Will you possibly lose some members? Will you possibly anger some people? It's possible. Um, but the truth of the matter is at the end of the day, who you represent, who are you representing? What are you standing for? Um, that's the, what's most important. Uh, standing for righteousness, declaring those things that are righteous. Hey, if the, if the, if the Democratic Party, which there is no if to it, the right, right now the Democratic does not promote righteousness any way, shape or form. And you'd have to be blind not to see that. So my question is, why, why can't I as a pastor, why can't we church people just speak the truth and say that, that it is what it is? 
And again, I'm not saying that every Republican is righteous, but what I'm saying is look at what the parties stand for. Look, look at the platforms, look at what they promote. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's really an easy decision right now. Um, I could, I could be as bay that as a Christian, as a body, a Bible believing Christian, there's absolutely no way you can vote Democrat. And I can say that in the freedom of this show because I'm not behind a pulpit. I don't have the pressure that pastors have that don't feel like they could ever say that from their pulpit. Now, if I had a church, I probably would be bold enough to say it. But that's just me. And those of you who know me, uh, you already know the deal. But uh, again, um, we are we are Christians first. Uh, then we're Americans being a, a, a Christian nation. We're promoting the, the kingdom of God and all those things that he stands for. We would like to see enacted in government. And so, uh, yes, Wendy, um, know your candidates and what they stand for. If you want to change, if you want a godly change, get out and vote. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely true. And so, again, let's not let's let's take the dirty word politics and change it and that we are here for godly policies, godly statutes and godly laws Have a government that gives us the ability to exercise our voice. Uh, we have a, a government that we can promote candidates that stand for those very things. And why would we not do that? that that's the question. So again, I encourage you next Tuesday, November 7th is election day. Um, if you uh, hope um, early, I voted early. I voted in, I actually voted in September, but um, get out and vote. Um, you can't, again, you can't complain. Uh, and if you know the things that are, they're trying to bring into the schools, I've seen some of the books in the county library, Augusta County Library, you'd be shocked at some of the books you see that kids have access to and they want these things into into the schools. Um, a lot of stuff is a lot of stuff is on the horizon. And guess who the resistance is? It's you and I. We are the ones are the resistance. And again, just part part of part of your voice is your vote. So I just want to encourage you with that. And that's all I got to say. This has been, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's been a good show. Hopefully I've challenged you. Hopefully I've encouraged you, uh, to do your, uh, to do your duty as far as your civic duty and to use your voice, um, which is your vote. Your vote is part of your voice. But most importantly, uh, continue to advance the kingdom, continue to promote righteousness, uh, continue to be light in the world. Uh, I just uh, uh, just encourage you uh, just uh, and I just want to in encourage you to continue to stand for righteousness because it's worth it in the end. And let's let's just take our place in this country and be the voice of God. And let's just continue to do that. Uh, this has been Pastor Terrence Williams with the Cutting Edge Podcast. 
See you later. Thank you.